0: Welcome back to Second and Short. It is Wednesday, August 30th, 2023. College football is back. The NFL starts next Thursday. Football in general is just back, and you better not forget it, and we're not going to let you today. But don't forget, the MLB playoffs are right around the corner. It's almost the end of August, which means we have just about one month left in the regular season, and then it's playoff time. So, uh, Colin, how you feeling right now about MLB, NFL, college football coming together.
1: Man, if you're a sports fan, this is the best time of our lives right now. We're ready to rock and load. Let's get it. What? We're ready to rock and roll. Let's get it.
0: Yeah, I was about to say, I've never heard rock and load. Yeah, you know, it happens. No, it doesn't. But let's get into the MLB recap. I'll start it off. Winners and losers. We'll start here. Getting the call-up from the minors, my first winner. Two guys had some interesting situations for their call-ups yesterday. We had Red Sox prospect, Sedan, I think it's Sedan Raffaella. I don't know if that's He's from Curaçao. Um, he was playing PlayStation and missed a couple of phone calls from his minor league manager, Chad Tracy, who was trying to reach him to let him know that he was going to the majors. <laughs> like, how... Ha- Come on, man.
1: You at least That's gotta all. be looking at your phone. Hey man, when you when you're locked in, you're locked in. Yeah, what game do you think he was playing? Oh, he's definitely playing the show. Mm, maybe. Maybe. Either definitely, the show or definitely he was, wasn't playing COD. <laughs> nah. Either the show or he was probably running some Apex Legends. Maybe. Maybe. I he's trying to
0: get. get uh what what is that? What's the highest tier called? Apex Predator or whatever?
1: Apex Predator, or yeah. even just trying to get into Masters like the rest of us,
0: you know. Alright. Well Another good story comes from Twins prospect Cody Funderburk, who was on his way to the State Fair to enjoy his day off for AAA, and around 3 p.m., he got the call and had to change his route. Instead of going to the State Fair, he went to Target Field, and a few hours later, he was on the mound for his Major League debut. <laughs>
1: That's awesome.
0: And both of them actually had pretty good debuts. Uh, Raffaella recorded his first MLB hit on the first pitch he saw and Funderburk tossed two innings, no hits, no walks, no runs, and three strikeouts in relief.
1: Yeah, that's, that's phenomenal right there.
0: Yeah. Especially both these guys late notice on their call-ups. Like the fact that Funderburk was going to enjoy his day off and then and a couple of hours later is on the mound at target field.
1: Yeah, man. Just wanted to go ride the Ferris wheel. It's crazy.
0: Crazy. Just wanted a funnel cake. (laughs) And uh, my first loser, though, is fans running on the field. I think we all know where I'm going with this. Ronald Acuna uh, was out in right field um, against the Rockies on Monday night when a fan ran onto the field and hugged him and would not let go. Security was obviously chasing him, got there quickly, and had to pry the guy off. But while they're trying to get this guy off, another guy runs up and was a little too aggressive with it. Like, I get, like, you're trying to get to him. But also, like, it ends up where, like, as he gets to Acuna, they're trying to, like, catch that guy before he even gets to him. They're also still trying to pry the other guy off, and they end up knocking Ronald Acuna down on the ground. And then... Apparently, a third person also tried to get on the field, but he was stopped by security before he even made it close to Ronald.
1: How crazy is that? All I know is that if I'm Brian Snicker, man, I'm pissed.
0: Yeah, are we going to have to send a security guard to right field with Ronald Acuna?
1: I guess. I mean, dude, imagine how crazy that would have been. Like, he gets hurt because he got tackled by a fan. Exactly. Like, you have no idea what could happen. Yeah, like, rolls an ankle trying to get away from the fan, and the next thing you know, he misses playoffs.
0: Yeah. Like, we see stuff like this all the time in soccer. It's a very popular one for it to happen because typically the stands are so close to field level that it's mm-hmm. super easy for people to get on the field. So, like, you'll see it plenty of times this season with Messi in the MLS. He's going get, to get it. He's gotten it plenty of times before Ronaldo gets it all the time. So, um, it's just not something we see in baseball a lot. Yeah, we see people run out on the field and, you know, fuck around, streak, whatever. We don't typically see them go at the players like that. Yeah, I mean, it's just like, what are you doing? And it's Come concerning, because you
1: don't know what those guys are going to do. Yeah, and like, we see it now, what's it What's it to stop someone else from doing it later on down the road? Exactly. But it's, I hope I hope it's not a trend that we start to see more often in baseball cuz Exactly. It's a it's, bad look.
0: Yeah, it is it is a bad look. But my next winner is Ronald Acuña Jr. cuz despite being attacked by fans, he recorded his 29th home run and 60th and 61st stolen base of the season becomes the first player in history to record 29 home runs in a 60 stolen base season, passing two seasons by Ricky Henderson, where he hit 28. And he was also four for five at the plate with a double, the home run that was the 29th, five RBIs and four runs scored.
1: Dude's having an incredible season right now.
0: Yeah, he is absolutely killing it. And um, let's go ahead and talk about a guy that's not. My next loser, Luis Rice. Hmm. Yeah, first time he's been on the loser side of this. But since June twenty-fifth, he's had a two eighty-six batting average. And it is pretty obvious that his struggles have lined up perfectly with the Marlins struggles because before June twenty-fifth, he was batting four hundred on the season, and the Marlins were forty-two and thirty. Since June twenty-fifth, they are twenty-one and thirty-one, and he's batting two eighty-six. Jeez. So it yeah, it what, seems his, like how crazy is this?
1: You need guys to get on base to win baseball games. Yeah, I mean Moneyball. What what his average drop to? It's like he's it's still three fifty. Yeah, but right now that's absurd. Yeah. To so be this late in the season batting three fifty? Yeah. My biggest thing is that he doesn't walk. Yeah. His on base percentage. Compared to his batting average, it's not very good. He's a one-tool player. Yeah, That's it. he is. Singles. He can, he can slap singles with nobody on. Well, he's got five home runs on the year, only 58 RBIs, and an OPS of 842. Yeah. So, I mean, really, the only two good things are the average and the OPS.
0: Yeah, and the OPS is only good because it's the, average because his average like it's not typically you're carried by slugging and on base percentage. But the only reason his on base percentage is even high is because he hits so many singles. Mm-hmm. But nonetheless, let's talk about a team that is absolutely killing it. The Seattle Mariners are the next That's- winner. We actually were talking about them last week. It was either me and you or me and Luke that said that they have a chance of making a push for first place in the West, and they already did it. They are the sole holders of first place in the AL West. They have a one-game lead over Texas and Houston. They've won four straight. They're 9 and 1 in their last 10. They've got three pitchers in the top five for whip. Luis Castillo, number one, with a 1.0. George Kirby's number two with a 1.03. And Logan Gilbert is fifth with a 1.05. So the pitching is on par. 100% out of this world, great. And then on the offensive side, they have Julio Rodriguez, which is kind of all you need. (laughs) This guy's insane.
1: J-Rod is surging right now.
0: Yeah, he's the first player in MLB history to reach 50 home runs and 60 stolen bases through his first two major league seasons and became just the fourth center fielder in MLB history with 10-plus war over his first two seasons. That joins, I believe, Joe DiMaggio, Mike Trout, and one other guy, which are some good names to be with. Yeah, dude. It seems like every time I see Julio's name in a historical thing, it's him and Mike Trout, and that's the right kind of company.
1: Yeah, and I mean we we've talked about it almost every episode with how before the All Star break J Rod was slumping hard, but after the All Star game and his hometown, he's just surging, and that whole team is right now.
0: Yeah, and he's also homered in three straight games, and he leads
1: the American League in hits now with 153. Yeah, All- I think. Oh no, sorry. go ahead. The other night, I mean, he just had himself a four hit night. Yeah, and then I I. It might end up, is he still on his hitting streak? I think he extended it to 13. I believe so. Um yeah, I and mean, just but not just that, Seattle they got their 20th win just in the month of August. Yep. They're crazy. Like that that's that's some Dodger shit right there. It is. And just for shits
0: and giggles, they also have an offensive leader in Ty France who's been hit 28 times by pitch this <laughs> oh. season, setting the Mariners franchise record and extending his MLB lead. Damn. So shout out Ty France.
1: Taking one for the team. Yes,
0: sir. He doesn't move out of the box. <laughs> I'm, I oh. used to be the kind of guy that if I was in the dugout and somebody moved out of the way of a pitch, I'm yelling at them that they should have stayed in there.
1: Yeah, you know, you just you just yell, wear it. Yeah. But then you go out there, you move, and then it makes you look like a joke.
0: Yeah, or you
1: go out there, you get hit,
0: and then you cry. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you you hold your elbow And you're walking down to first base
0: I just want to go home
1: <laughs> It really hurts And you have the weirdos That just absolutely sprint Yeah fucking first base. Brandon nemo you piece of shit Like Yeah we, we like hard 90s But I, You don't gotta do it every time You don't gotta be a bitch about it
0: Yeah But let's talk about a loser uh, The Rangers Mainly because they play in a division with the Mariners, but also because yesterday was the first time this year they won a game in which they were trailing when entering the ninth. Hmm. First time. Before that, they were 0-47 when trailing after the eighth and only had one win this season when trailing after the seventh.
1: Damn, so they're just not clutch.
0: Yeah. And their bullpen certainly isn't because they've also blown more saves than they've
1: converted this season. That's looking like some Will Smith numbers. Well, that's because he's in their bullpen. (laughs) So that could explain it. (laughs) That's, That's the Will Smith effect.
0: Yeah, Will Smith is literally their closer. It's not even a Raldis. That's... Because Araldas has been so bad in save
1: opportunities that they had to get rid of him. did they not watch any film from when Will Smith was with the Braves? I don't know, but like, yeah, yeah, he's gonna get you your saves, but he's gonna blow just as many
0: yeah like i i wanna I'm gonna pull up his uh his blown save numbers um real quick, but yeah, like this bullpen is abysmal, like the fact that this team has been pretty successful for the majority of the season is kind of crazy because their bullpen has not been good all season.
1: Yeah, it's just because they score a shit ton of runs. I mean, their differentials, they scored at 731 runs. Yeah. So, when you score that many runs, you you can give up a little bit more. So, like, their offense, I remember they went to the streak where they were winning, like, 15-3, to 11-1, and stuff like that, to where they're pitching really, they just had to put the ball in play.
0: Yeah, but... I can't find his blown saves for some reason, but nonetheless they suck. Will Smith sucks, and um, it sucks to be in a division with the Mariners
1: Mariners and Astros, even though they're yeah. even though they're ahead of the Astros, it's the thing Is like when the Astros when they get close to October and Michael Brantley's about to be back too, that offense is about to get real scary real fast, oh yeah. And, and Ver- Verlander is comfortable.
0: Yeah, they're playing significantly better than the Rangers
1: right now. So yeah, Rangers are about to find themselves just not even in the postseason.
0: Yeah, right now their playoff percentage is only a sixty-eight percent.
1: Yeah, I mean I don't like because so here's the thing with Toronto. So they're right there on the edge, but they've got some injuries and some people that just aren't yeah. playing well to where they're gonna fall. It's the thing that we could see Boston surge up and take that last wild card spot. Maybe.
0: But the the Rangers would definitely have to skid a little bit to allow either of those teams to
1: show up. Yeah, well, Boston's only like what five and a half back. Yeah, but you got a month to play. It's yeah, you not get, that much. Okay, you get a Seattle surge, and you're right there. Yeah, of course. But I don't know; it's tough. I mean, one of Toronto's main factors, Matt Chapman's out. He's on the he's on the uh, injury list right now. True. So we'll we'll see. We were, we'll see what we'll we'll see what Vlad's got in his back pocket. Nothing. Fucking <laughs> donuts. A whole
0: a whole lot of strikeouts. <laughs> uh but my next winner, Mookie Betts. The guy does it every year. He just decides that at the end of the year he wants to turn the fuck up and contend with the guys for MVP. This year it's Ronald and Freddie. And Mookie just continues to amaze. He is now the second player in MLB history with consecutive seasons of thirty five home runs as the leadoff hitter. He joins Alfonso Soriano, once again, good name to be associated with. And in his last twenty five games, he's batting four forty six with a five hundred on base, a seven eighty two slugging. That's an OPS of twelve eighty two. He's got eight homers, twenty five RBIs, ten doubles, and forty five hits. Jeez, forty five hits in twenty five games. Yeah, it's
1: that's absurd. Yeah,
0: like that's almost every night going out and hitting, getting two hits almost.
1: Yeah, I think I saw that like his WAR was up to like seven point two. Yeah, something yeah, he's like crazy. That. And like Acuna's is like a six point six.
0: Yeah. And, so. and now I believe Mookie on most sports books is the favorite to win NL MVP.
1: Yeah. I mean, a lot of people are like shading on Acuna just because he, like Mookie's got him in most categories, but people are trying to shine steals as like a big part of the MVP Yeah. thing, which I mean, yeah, steals is nice, but like how effective is it? Unlike Mookie, that's like exceeding in everything else.
0: Yeah, exactly. And we'll talk about that when we get to our uh, our MLB questions from Reddit. But let's talk about a loser, Aaron Judge, and his abysmal Yankees. Uh, He was certainly bad in this series versus the Rays. He went 0 for 12 with one walk and eight strikeouts. Jeez. And it doesn't help that his team is just as bad as he was because the Yankees have now lost each of their last eight series played on the road. That's the team's longest road series losing streak since dropping ten straight in
1: 1908 as the New York Highlanders. Right now, the only the only bright spot in that lineup is Gleyber Torres.
0: It's not that bright. It's just it significantly bright. brighter than others.
1: Yeah, he's like the only one that can keep like a consistent average. Yeah, and he's like the only one that's like producing runs. Yeah. It's it is, like,
0: it's hard to watch baseball.
1: Yeah, like we're seeing, like, we've seen some really good things from Anthony Volpe, but we've also seen some really fucking bad things. Definitely. But um, he's young, so I'm not going to criticize him that much.
0: Yeah, Volpe, he's got time,
1: luckily. The rest of the lineup, get the fuck out of the league. Yeah. <laughs> Make some room for the new guys coming up. Well, the problem is
0: the Yankees have no new guys coming up. That's they have Jason Dominguez,
1: Jason Dominguez,
0: which I, I don't think he even exists. He's just. Yeah, it's just a people, hype. he's That's just it. a name and people just talk about him.
1: Yeah, it's just like how have the Yankees not called him up yet this year with how bad they're what I'm saying. I literally I swear to God, we will never see Jason Dominguez play
0: Major League Baseball. <laughs> he's just going to be the minor league king, dude. He's going to be like 30 and they're going to be like. This is where Jason Dominguez lands on MOB Pipeline's top 100 prospects.
1: <laughs> gonna, we're going to see him in Bull Durham, too.
0: <laughs> we're going to see him on fucking Bad News Bears. Oh.
1: <laughs> Coach Buttermaker. Yeah. Beautiful. But
0: let's just, uh, now that the winners and losers are done, let's just talk a couple of news things that happened. Jose Altuve hit for the cycle. Mm. That was impressive. He, I think he actually. He might have done it in order. I know he ended with the home run, but pretty solid. I I think it's the first time he's hit for the cycle, which is kind of crazy.
1: Yeah, you'd think. I guess really he you know, he struggles to get that uh that triple every now and then, but yeah, but the, the, that's the hardest part of the cycle. So true. Let's see. He, he doubled in the second. Oh no! Doubled in his second at bat in third inning. Singled in the fifth inning. Hit a two run homer in the sixth. And then, wait, yeah, yeah. And then ninth inning, he hit the homer. Oh, okay. Yeah, nice. So, yeah, he like he missed two at bats
0: and still yeah. got it,
1: which is impressive. Yeah, they won thirteen to five, so I'm sure he had plenty at bats.
0: Yeah, that's true. But. Um, let's talk about this. This is crazy. So the Mets made a tribute video for Max Scherzer for his return to Citi Field, which is outrageous. That's so dumb. And the fans booed the shit out of him. I would too. Yeah. Like that's, that's crazy. There's not even enough highlights to put on that fucking board. Yeah. He played there a year and a half.
1: And he was shit. Yeah. Wasn't even good.
0: Like he had moments. Of course, he's fucking Max Scherzer. He's one of the best of the generation. He's going to have good good games. Overall, he did not work out for the Mets.
1: Yeah. He helped the Mets officially take last place in the East. Yeah. He he helped the Mets realize they need to rebuild. Yeah. What a day. I never thought this day would come in the next five years that we see Washington not in last place in the East.
0: Yeah. I thought the only chance they had was if like the Marlins had some injuries.
1: Yeah, but no, but no, no, it's, it's a it's Mets. a healthy Mets team. <laughs> Mets led by Pete Alonso and Daniel Vogelbach. And Pete
0: Alonso is likely getting traded in the offseason.
1: Yeah. Send him to the AL. I'm tired Please. of seeing him. Send him to let the him Angels. <laughs> no, <laughs> let, let, him, let, let him go let him go to White So the White Sox, because it yeah. seems like he, he he would fit in very well over there. Yeah, he'd love to get knocked out. <laughs> I want to see him get in a fight with Shohei. Nah. I don't think Shohei fights, bro. I'm sure if Pete Alonso pisses him off enough. Yeah. Come on now. You know Shohei knocked the fuck out of some people. I think so. Yeah.
0: But let's talk about this. This is insane. Royce Lewis, who you may have known as a prospect that you forgot about, um, he has two straight games with a grand slam. Damn, for the twins, it's crazy. I I don't know how many people have done
1: that, but it's very impressive. Yeah, the only I'm trying to think. I think the like I think Chris Taylor did it like two years ago mm. when he went through that like streak in the yeah. I'm pretty sure he did it in the postseason. Oh, I think you're right. Yeah, I yeah, because right. like that was like when everybody was like r- like raving over him. But yeah, no, I mean Royce Lewis is finally starting to play good baseball that everyone knew that he could. Yeah. So he's really helping Minnesota take control of that AL Central division. Which they got
0: it. It's not hard to take control of that division. It's just yeah, but, it's hard to not be the worst team in that division.
1: Yeah. I mean, just last week we were talking about it it got pretty close there between the three teams. Yeah. But now they've coasted to a seven seven game lead. They're, uh, they're, they're chilling up top. Uh, but let's
0: talk about this outing right here. Johan Aviedo was fucking lights out on Monday night. A complete game shutout, nine innings pitched, two hits, no runs, two walks, five Ks, and he didn't allow a single Royals player to reach second base. Damn. That is impressive. Though not a no-hitter, still extremely impressive.
1: Yeah, Bobby Witt probably broke it up. So, Could be the case. I really didn't guy, look
0: into it that much. but That guy's so good. He is so good. And um, my final thing, another guy who is so good, Freddie Freeman. He is the first player of the season to hit 50 doubles, and he's also the only one to hit 40 as well. I
1: mean, he's always been known for his doubles. Yeah. but Even when he was in Atlanta. 13 doubles ahead of second place. Yeah, he's crazy. That's, that's why. Who's in second? Is it Matt? Uh,
0: no. Nah, uh, Jimer Candelario.
1: Oh, yeah, he's been raking this year.
0: Yeah. He has
1: always been just a, a solid extra base hit guy. Yeah. He's a good player that's just been on shitty teams. Yeah. But now that he's with the Cubs, he feels like he's home. Yes. But also, they are a shitty team. Yeah. I yeah.
0: kind of feel like they are. They're five games back in the division.
1: Yeah, but I think they got a, they have a spot in the wild card right now. Do they? Yeah, they're they're second oh, in the yeah, wild card. I forgot card, how bad the, the Marlins have been. Yeah, I mean, really, like they're still positive, and the Brewers have just been killing it. Yeah, like you said, like even in they're on a nine game win streak right now. Oh yeah, the Brewers are crazy good. Their last ten, they're nine and one. Like, come on now. That's typically you know, how nine game win streak works man shut the fuck up <laughs> but no with their run scored like their differential it's like they're not scoring a lot of runs no it's just good pitching yeah mainly coming from Corbin Burns yeah but yeah Shout
0: out the Braves highest run scored lowest uh one of the lowest runs allowed they were the lowest for a while but i think it's now the Rays are lowest runs allowed
1: yeah by one or no
0: the Mariners 525
1: yeah the Rays got us by one right now. Yeah, but
0: shout out, good pitching and good hitting.
1: Yeah, yo, great. You see my uh, my guy doing some work over there in Baltimore? Who, Mr. D.L. Hall? Hell yeah, man. Him and him and Grayson Rodriguez. So they were on the mound the other day. Uh, they combined for seven and a third scoreless frames in their first game together at the MLB level. Nice.
0: Yeah, I know DL got the call up when uh, Felix Bautista went to the IL. Hopefully that's not serious. He's on the 15-day IL. I guess he's having some UCL issues, which is concerning for how good he's been and how important of a role he's played for this team. Um so or Cano shifted into the closing spot. Um I don't think he's actually had like a save situation yet, but um, I know Shintaro I, Fujinami closed out the game the other day.
1: I think Cano's got two saves already Does he? sitting there. Nice. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's good to see Dio Hall because the first time he got called up, he had a rough, rough outing. Yeah. Um, Grayson Rodriguez has been pretty hot A
0: guy that probably has gotten a little too much disrespect from me this season than he really deserves. Um, I think like his last six starts, seven starts, he's got like a, a 2.5 to three ERA.
1: Something like that. He's, he's really just starting to settle in. Yeah. You know, like. When high pitching prospects get called up, there's so much hyper and so much pressure yeah around them that they usually fuck up in their first couple starts. Like we see it a lot with uh, the Braves high pitching prospects. Yeah. Like we saw it with Jared Schuster. We thought he was gonna be the next Max Freed.
0: Well, remember how much we hated Kyle Wright?
1: Yeah. Like,
0: oh my god. Like
1: same same with the Elder. Yeah. Like but when then, they first there is, got caught. There is some guys where it's
0: just they shouldn't have Been that good, like they shouldn't have been up. Like Bryce Wilson, he had like a couple (laughs) of showings, and then we shipped him off, and he's still bad. Like Jacob Webb, yeah, yeah, he's starting to turn around a little bit, though,
1: yeah. But no, Grayson Rodriguez, he's finally just starting to settle in, get comfortable, and that's scary, yeah, definitely. Um, just kind of a playoff
0: picture update. Uh, your leaders, Orioles, Twins, Mariners, in the AL. Braves, Brewers, Dodgers in the NL. And honestly, other than maybe the West, it doesn't look like it's going to change. Yeah. But wild card was definitely a different story. Um, At least kind of in contention, uh, as I'd put it in the American League. You have the Rays, Rangers, Astros, Blue Jays, Red Sox. And then in the National League, you got quite a few teams in contention. Got Phillies, Cubs, Diamondbacks, Giants, Reds, Marlins is kind of what I, I'd classify. That's a two and a half games out, and then you drop all the way down to seven games out with the Padres.
1: I think I don't think there's like a way that the Phillies fall out of the yeah of the wild card race. Agreed. I think they're they're playing way too good right now. I think it's kind of funny that
0: the Phillies wouldn't even have a wild card spot in the AL. Yeah. Which is kind of crazy. Now, Especially now that everybody plays everyone at least, um, what, like one mm-hmm. home and away every year? I think so. Like, that's very surprising that it's this different on each side.
1: Yeah. But no, Bryce Harper is fucking raking right
0: now. Yeah, he is. He's also playing some questionable first base. I don't know I'm if done. you saw the play he made to end the game the other day. Yeah. But it was so obvious, like, it should have been a scoop. And like he went low and like had to like fall off the base to trap the ball, but like kept his foot on. It was a little awkward, but
1: he's still learning. But yeah, I don't, he's still playing it at a major league level. He is. So and he's not he's doing ma- a bad job. no, nah, he's making some phenomenal plays. Diving to his left, diving to his right, and he's showing off the serious hops getting up for those those high line drives.
0: Yeah, and he's got a good infield to help him out. Bryson Stott. Trey Turner, Alec Bohm, they're all pretty solid in the field.
1: Yeah, Bryson Stott, what yeah. a guy he's turned out to be this season.
0: I know. He's been great. The average did drop a little bit, 294.
1: But not too worried about the average when yeah. you have a chance to make a deep push in postseason baseball. True.
0: The, des- the numbers aren't desirable. I'll say that. But they're, they're significantly better, and he's on a good trajectory. Let's get into some of these MLB questions, though, from Reddit. Uh I'm pretty excited for these. We got yeah. we got a good round of questions here. Um we'll start with this one. What is your favorite team from a particular year or era that is not part of your team's history? So no Braves teams for us. What are you
1: thinking? Uh I'm going to go I was it 2014? Uh the Royals World Series year? Uh yes. When they had Alex Gordon, you know, Alvy... Um, Eric Hosmer. Like that team was just so much fun to watch. Yeah, I like that. That's a good pick. Mine's the big red machine. Never got to really watch them
0: play, but I am obsessed with that era. Like yeah. you had Pete Rose, Johnny Bench, Tony Perez, Joe Morgan, Dave Concepcion, George Foster, Ken Griffey Sr. and Cesar Geronimo all managed by a future Hall of Fame manager in Sparky Anderson. Yeah. It's crazy.
1: That's insane.
0: And then my second pick for a team that I actually watched play is the twenty fifteen Marlins without Jose Urania. Okay, everybody but Jose Urania on that team, I loved. So what is that? Is that is that
1: the year that was like Yelich so, Stanton? Yeah, you had, your Zuna. outfield
0: was literally Yelich in left or Yelich in right, Ozuna in center, Stanton in left.
1: And that, that was a healthy Azuna too. Yeah. So he can he can move.
0: Exactly. And then you also had, like you said, Ramuto, you had Justin Bohr at first base. You had Ichiro coming off the bench.
1: You had Derek Dietrich Jose.
0: coming off the bench.
1: Is that when they had Jose Reyes too? Or no?
0: Uh maybe. I can't remember. To... But then you also obviously had Jose Fernandez. Like that team was awesome. Yeah.
1: No, I I like that pick. I mean, also we could also talk about uh, Red Sox back when they had Mookie.
0: True, like that that twenty six. Wait, yeah, twenty sixteen, right?
1: Yeah. What is it? It was Mookie, Big Poppy, uh, Big Pablo, Poppy, dude. Like right, that's Pablo Sandoval was on that. Yeah, team. Pablo yeah. Sandoval was on that team. Um, Dustin Pedroia, of course. Yeah, I could not think of his name for some. Jackie things. Bradley Jr. I think was part of that team. Overall, like that team was just fun to watch. It's like, because when these guys first get called up to the league and everything like that, it's just exciting. Yeah. And then, they I, had a I always love
0: young Bogarts was on that team yeah. as
1: well. I never got to watch Big Poppy like in person, but he was probably yeah. one of my favorite hitters to watch growing up.
0: Yeah. Same for me. Uh, but the next one, instead of looking back, let's look forward. Who will be the next league wide superstars? So, like, right now, Obviously, there's quite a few. We're we're in a, a very good era of talent in baseball. So, like the guys at the top, the guys like Acuna, um, Juan Soto, Aaron Judge, like that class of guys. Who do you think is the next generation of those?
1: All right. So, how many are we do in like three? I, I've got I've got five listed here. All right. So we'll do like top five. Yeah. All right. Well, you gotta you gotta you gotta put J Rod up there. Yes. All right. Next, I'm going with my guy, I'm going with Bobby Witt. Okay, I like it. Bobby Witt's definitely going to be up there. Um dude, it's when you th- I'm trying to think about like who's like young enough to be considered league-wide superstars. Yeah. Cuz like I don't want to like say people that like are good now but don't have that long of a career anymore. True. Like there's you-
0: there is guys with quite a lot of time to go, but I'm more thinking of like the guys that maybe not every MLB fan knows a lot about these guys yet, or or maybe they're not even in the league yet, but yeah. they're going to be emerging as like on the pitching side, they're going to be the, the Justin Verlanders of this generation that's coming. They're going to be the, the Freddie Freeman's or Paul Goldschmidt's of this coming generation, like that kind of level.
1: Yeah. I'm i I'm gonna throw Adley in there. Okay. Uh, I think Adley is, will definitely emerge to, at the top in the next couple of years. And then, is like, am I allowed to say Shane McClanahan?
0: Yeah, yeah, he's but, only been in the league for like three years, I
1: think. All right, and he's been hurt like half of them. <laughs> yeah, I'll say him. And then also, oh, dude, I'm trying to think of the pitcher. All right, you're gonna have to give me a minute on my last one. Okay. You you say a couple of yours real quick. Okay.
0: So I'm gonna start off just kind of the duo here of Jackson Holiday and Adley Rutschman. Okay. I like the idea of like a tandem. Kind of like like what Ronald and Ozzy have done, but maybe on even a higher level. Because like Ozzy, yes, he's well known, but is he a superstar? Not really. I think yeah. Holiday and Rutschman could definitely do it. Maybe more like a an A Rod Jeter partnership with okay. those two. And then I also have Julio, but he's, uh, he's kind of already up there. Yeah. Um, uh, did you think of your fifth? You go ahead.
1: Yeah, I got a dark horse. Okay, let's hear it. Michael Harris. Yes, sir. I like it. He's not on I my can list, see it. but I like it. He's, he's got the power. He's got the yeah. defense. and He's got the speed. He yes. could definitely be a guy who in his future could win a triple crown in the NL. Yeah, he's a perfect five tool. Exactly. Like he's, and listen, that video was the best thing in the world that I've ever seen. Yes. Oh, my God.
0: His reaction to Ronald Acuna's Grand Slam against the Dodgers in the, uh, what was it, the NLDS?
1: Yes. Yeah. Like, if you if you have not seen that, you need to go on any social media that you have and just look up Michael Harris' reaction to Ronald Acuna. Yeah. That's it. And it, it will... It will make your day.
0: It is fucking amazing. It's probably all of our reactions to that <laughs> moment. It's it's just so funny to watch. Yeah. Uh, but my other two, Spencer Strider, I, I think he's going to be one of the, the shutdown starting pitchers of our this coming generation. Okay. And then I think Emmanuel Classe is going to be a shutdown closer, a guy that you'll always fear when he
1: gets on the mound. He needs to fix his blown saves. Yes, I know. That's happening a lot. You can't become one of the best when you blow when you blow so many saves.
0: Yeah, but he's got time.
1: Yeah. Now, what about what about this name, Bobby Miller? Maybe or like any of your Mariners pitchers, like George Kirby or Logan I, Gilbert. I
0: do like that. I I like Logan Gilbert probably the most. I think yeah. George Kirby is fun to watch, but I think Logan Gilbert provides more excitement.
1: Yeah, Logan Gilbert's got that excitement. George Kirby could have the consistency. Yeah. Something like that. But no, those are some good names that we just listed out. Yeah, I like it.
0: Um, Let's look to the future again. So with the crazy turnaround of the Orioles in the last couple of years, who do you think is a team that makes the same kind of turnaround or maybe a little bit lower? Because this is an absurd turnaround we've seen from the Orioles. But a team that makes a big turnaround the next two or three years. Give Give me
1: the Royals.
0: Okay, you are a big Bobby Witt believer.
1: I, I am, but they also got like MJ Melendez, yeah. uh, Massey, Vinny who's their first? I was about to say, that's your guy. You love Vinny. I do love Vinny Pasquantino.
0: He's really let me down this year,
1: but yeah, but, yeah. Uh, I still love him. You know, like the pitching, you got uh, Singer and you got a couple yeah. other guys who just need time and then they're, they'll be solid.
0: Yeah, I, I like that pick. Um, I'm going with the Pirates because, like, we saw flashes of it this year. They have players there that can be good, and they have good young players. But yeah, the best part is is that the draft picks add up, and that's how the Royals have ended up in this position: is having good draft picks. You have Jackson Holiday, who'll probably be in the majors at the start of next season, and you have, honestly, Jackson Holiday might end up on the bench for the
1: for the playoffs. You. <laughs> You think so? He could. He is surging, dude. That would be. That would be. That would be. Wild. That would have to be like the quickest call up, like in history, right? Not nah, like. Well, there's guys that got drafted this year that are already pitching in the majors. Oh yeah. I, should we say like a position player then? Yeah. Like the it it, it probably would
0: be one of the quickest for a position player. Um, probably especially for like a first round or like a first overall pick at as yeah. a position player. But yeah, I, I really do think he's that good to come up that quickly. But nonetheless, back to the Pirates, I just I think that these good picks that they're making early rounds, like this is the kind of thing that builds a, a team up. And it builds it up quickly because when you think about it, yeah, you're gonna draft these guys and they're gonna come up all at different times, but you're gonna have a season where four or five guys just show up and cement mm-hmm. themselves in this team. It's happened yeah, like, what? with the Braves. It's happened with the Orioles, like it happens everywhere. As long as you're willing to build up that talent.
1: Yeah, one guy I really like for next year with the Pirates is Henry Davis. Yeah, so I, I think he's like, already
0: up and he's been no, great.
1: He, yeah, he's already up, but he's not having terrific. Like, no, he through, hasn't been perfect,
0: but yeah, I think what good. through
1: through fifty one games he's batting two thirteen.
0: Yeah, it's not great.
1: Um. Thirty nine hits, twenty four runs in one hundred and eighty three plate appearances. Yeah, he's struck out forty eight times. But yeah. here's the thing: he's also learning a new position. He got drafted as a catcher, and they have him in right field.
0: Yeah, that's weird to me.
1: He should yeah. be catching. He's a phenomenal catcher. Yeah, but what they also they made a trade for Austin Hedges. So yeah, Hedges has been catching, and then so has Indy Rodriguez. That's really been their main catchers. Uh, I guess they really like Henry Davis's bat. And like they know he mainly got drafted because he could rake. Yeah. Um, so they're just trying to find him a spot in the lineup. But I could see him catching next year because I don't think Austin Hedges stays. I think yeah, he retires he after this year. I don't know about uh, retires, but I definitely think he leaves. I, nobody else wants him. Fair. But he's another perfect person to use for the immaculate grid because he's been all over the
0: place (laughs) he is a good one uh but let's move to our next question who is your favorite player that never became great in the mlb
1: okay this this was like a a weird one to think of but could it be like in the past too yeah yeah all right give me martin prado oh i like that i also have a brave julio tehran Okay. Yeah, he was you like, are big. You uh, he was like my run. favorite
0: pitcher for like a couple of
1: years. Yeah, I mean, you could go with endurance Yarte too because he was our main guy for uh, our rebuild years. Uh, I, I think Enderin- he, he joined in kind of at the end. Uh, dude, Ender Yarte he, uh, he stood tough. Like he came us, over know? in the Dansby
0: Swanson trade and yeah. – what, that was 2017? I don't know. Something like that.
1: Um, he saw some pretty ugly years in Atlanta, though. Yeah, That's definitely. all I know. Definitely. But now, I'm going to stick with my Martin Prado pick. All right. And then also uh, Jerickson Profar. Okay. I think people yeah. forget that
0: he was the number one prospect at the end of
1: 2013. Yeah, dude. That dude. He's He's like the definition of a utility guy. Yeah.
0: But he so seems
1: to be so good. So many teams have uh, played him at first base. Yeah. It's not even funny.
0: Yeah. Also, while I was looking at this stuff, I was looking at like top prospects over the last, you know, however many years. In 2012, Matt Moore was a higher rated prospect than Mike Trout and Bryce Harper.
1: Stop. You're lying. you not.
0: You can go to MLB Pipeline, <laughs> go back to 2012. Matt Moore was the number one prospect, and then it was Bryce Harper and then Mike Trout.
1: That's that's wild. If you're Matt Moore, bro,
0: fuck that's, you. That's crazy. <laughs> All right, last question: In L MVP race, who's winning it, dude?
1: It's if if Acuna can heat up the bat right now, he's my hands down vote. But if it stays like at a consistent like decline with the bat, like he just was at. Then I'm gonna go Mookie. Yeah, I I think
0: if Ronald can get thirty five seventy,
1: yeah, I think he's got it. Yeah, but like Mookie is just like doing ungodly stuff, right? Yeah, now. Mookie Mookie might hit forty home runs. Yeah, he needs five more, and we saw what he did at the home run derby. I mean, dude, that's wild. Yeah. I never would have thought I'd, I'd see him with this many home runs after what he showed me at the Home Run Derby. <laughs> exactly. And I never, honestly, after like the, the start of Acuna's season, I for sure thought Acuna was going to be, high, like have higher home run and like RBIs and stuff than Mookie.
0: Yeah, which I, I guess with, with both of their scenarios, it's like Acuna, I, I think he has the best on-base percentage in the MLB. So yeah. he's not always, and he's, and, you know, both of them hitting the leadoff spot, Mookie not quite as much, but still primarily their leadoff hitter. And the fact that Mookie has such good RBI numbers is, is pretty, pretty amazing.
1: Yeah, that's, that's, it's, it's insane. Yeah. I guess, I mean. You have the Dodgers. They don't really they don't hit as many home runs as the Braves. So you're getting more RBI doubles and stuff. Yeah, where the Braves you're hitting solo shots, so the RBIs really aren't up there unless you're Matt Olson.
0: Yeah, (laughs) he's got plenty of RBIs. Um, So your your final take right here. We got one month to go. Who wins the NL MVP?
1: Who wins? Like my pick right now who, yeah, wins, who wins in ALBP I'm going to Cunha.
0: Okay, I am too. I have I, I feel like we couldn't go any other way.
1: I feel like this series with the Rockies, he's he's about to he's about to heat up. I like it. Like it's about to get ugly for the the opposing teams and I can't wait for the home stand that we have for I I think it's against the Cardinals and the Pirates. Oh
0: baby. We have to sweep that. Yeah. I hope
1: we see Adam Wainwright.
0: right. <laughs> Acuna's going four for four with four homers,
1: dude. That's and somehow he's going to get a stolen base.
0: Yeah, he's going to go.
1: He's <laughs> he's, he's going to go five for five. Yeah. He's going to have three homers, two singles, and four stolen bases. Yeah, steal all the way around, dude.
0: <laughs> love to see it. I would. I would as well. I think everybody would love to see that. Uh, but that's going to do it for the MLB questions. Let's get into the NFL news. Um, the big news here is all the releases following the conclusion of the preseason. So I'm just going to run through them. We'll make some quick comments once I'm done. So the bears released QB PJ Walker and offensive lineman, Alex Leatherwood, the giants released James Robinson, the running back, the commanders released quarterback, Jake Fromm. the Cardinals released quarterback, Colt McCoy, the Bengals released Trevor Simeon, the Broncos waved Ben DiNucci. The Chargers waived Max Duggan. The Browns released kicker Cade York. The Dolphins released running back Miles Gaskin. And the Patriots released quarterback Trace McSorley. Those were the ones where I at least knew their names. So that's why they're on here. <laughs> there was plenty more. But any of these that surprised you?
1: Uh yeah, a couple of them. One being uh Dolphins running back Miles Gaskin. I don't know, with, the, with them drafting Devin
0: A-Chain and they've been showing some interest in Jonathan Taylor, I'm not that surprised.
1: Yeah, but Taylor's not a certainty. So yeah. right now you're running back to what, Raheem Mostert and A-Chain? That's it? And I think they still have Jeff Wilson Jr. I thought, is Wilson still, is, is he still with the Dolphins? I thought he went somewhere sure. else. Well, I don't know. I'll try yeah because A chain's going to be used more as a special team's role to start out with
0: yeah they, um, they do have Jeff Wilson Jr still
1: okay, then yeah, I guess i can I can see that because Gaskin had a rapid decline there for a little bit, yeah, but uh I feel man, my my boy Alex Leatherwood, come on, you ain't got to do him like that. he's Play good. better he's good. he hasn't been take- I'll take him in an ATL.
0: I don't. I don't need any more offensive linemen. We're good,
1: man. Right, we need all the offensive linemen.
0: No, we don't. We have a good offensive line. We'll see. I don't think people understand that.
1: But what do you think about the Colt McCoy?
0: I'm fine with it, just because the Cardinals are obviously trying to win zero games.
1: <laughs> like they they traded for Josh Dobbs. Yeah, they and then they said the roo- like a rookie. I forget his name. Clayton was going to be. Yeah, he's going to be the third string.
0: Yeah, but not really because now Colt McCoy's gone, and we're going to get into it later, but I'll just go ahead and say it. Kyler Murray isn't going to come off of the um, unable-to-perform list, the the pup list, um, by the deadline, I think, today or tomorrow. He's not going to come off that. So he won't be – like, they won't even be able to let him play until after week four. So he's already missing four weeks they're so two, Josh
1: Dobbs is going to be the starter, huh?
0: We don't know, because Jonathan Gannon also said that he's not naming a starter for week one. He said he wants to keep the competitive advantage.
1: So that just means Zach Ertz is going to be the starting QB for the Probably. Arizona Cardinals.
0: It'll be fucking Buda Baker.
1: Until until he gets turf toe and is out, too.
0: Yeah. But, but I'm kind of surprised by Max Duggan. I thought the Chargers would hold on to
1: him. Yeah, that's... that. That's super weird. Like, especially like so young.
0: It'll be an interesting one. Somebody's gonna pick him up.
1: Yeah, not my boy Danucci though. Yeah, he sucks though. Yeah, has some of the best memes though.
0: Fair. Uh, Trevor (laughs) Simeon also fucking sucks. Jake Fromm's pretty bad. Yeah. Trace McSorley is pretty bad.
1: PJ Walker is relatable because I mean Justin Fields is just him. Yeah, that's. (laughs) Yeah. Justin Fields is just
0: the better version of PJ Walker.
1: <laughs> now what if so but Katie York getting released by the Browns?
0: Yeah, so that one was weird, but then they ended up I don't even think I
1: included it in this
0: list of trades uh that we're about to talk about. But the Browns traded for Dustin Hopkins because he um lost the kicker battle to uh Cameron Dicker in uh for the Chargers.
1: Well, Dicker's better than Dustin Hopkins. Yeah. Shout out, Texas. Yeah, sir. Yeah. Uh, not surprised by a bunch of these. No. I'm interested to see if James Robinson goes anywhere because, I mean, he's a good running back.
0: Yeah, I'm sure he will. I'm sure Gaskin will end up on a team. Uh, I'm sure PJ Walker will probably get picked up by somebody.
1: Maybe not I could immediately, see, but I could, could see James Robinson going to the Vikes. That's not bad. Yeah. Pair him up with uh, Madison. Yeah. I don't. don't like that.
0: that. Uh, But let's talk about some trades that happened. Uh, The big one, the 49ers traded Trey Lance to the Cowboys for their 2024 fourth round pick. A little backstory here. So it looks like Trey Lance requested to be traded on Wednesday. 49ers discussed a potential deal with some teams. The Cowboys stepped up, had the best package being that fourth round pick. And so they got that trade done. But... Trey Lance only played eight games for the 49ers. That's the fewest games played by a top five pick with the team he debuted with since the start of the common draft era in 1967.
1: I mean, they gave him his shot.
0: Yeah. He just either didn't perform or he couldn't stay healthy. Exactly. And then uh, Cowboys owner and GM and judge jury and. Executioner Jerry Jones uh, Had a comment on the uh, Trey Lance trade said I don't want To plan on count on or Wish for help from him This year
1: <laughs> Which is kind of a weird thing to say yeah, why, why would you trade for him if you just Don't want him to impact your team I have no idea I think he's
0: just He is on purpose There if Dak Gets hurt there's a prospect Of him being good
1: so wait, let me let me ask you, is uh is Trey Lance QB two or three? I don't know. Cooper Rush pretty good. I was about to say, like, Cooper Rush has shown them that he Cooper Rush can win games. Yeah. So I would honestly put Cooper Rush at QB two. Right and now, that's Trey how, Lance at QB three.
0: That's how ESPN has the depth chart, Cooper Rush, which, too.
1: which makes it so stupid for them to trade for Trey Lance. Yeah. And I think it's so funny with how high he got drafted that right now he's only worth a fourth round pick. True. Like, Josh right.
0: Dobbs worth a, a a fifth. Well, Josh Dobbs and a seventh-round pick is worth a fifth.
1: Yeah, but, I mean, right now, I'd, I'd say Josh Dobbs is better than Trey Lance. Maybe. I don't know about that. You're going to get better production as of right now from Dobbs than Lance? Well, yeah, because Dobbs can stay on the field. Exactly. And he's smart. We're not talking about this again.
0: Why not? It's the only interesting thing about Josh Dobbs, other than that he is shiny bald. He gave up a job at NASA to play football. Yeah, whatever. Um, So, yeah, speaking of Josh Dobbs, him and a seventh-round pick in 2024 were sent to the Cardinals for a 2024 fifth-round pick. Uh, So Josh Dobbs, Clayton Toon, one of them is going to start. They're probably just going to, like, I think the Cardinals think that the first four weeks of the season are the preseason, so they'll both probably <laughs> play all the snaps. Um, we'll probably see them on the field at the same time.
1: Yeah, you're going to see Josh Dobbs at, in the slot. Yeah, fuck you. Clayton Tune QB.
0: Who knows? But uh, the Cardinals also made another move, which was a, a, a good move because Isaiah Simmons has fucking sucked. They traded him to the New York Giants for a seventh-round pick. It's just Damn. a matter of letting a guy restart. He needs a restart, man. Yeah. He needs was to find so a new home. talented coming out of Clemson.
1: And then just sucked.
0: Yeah. 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 That's exactly what happened. He has been abysmal for the Cardinals. So it makes sense. Uh, and then the Colts rejected the Dolphins offer for Jonathan Taylor. But it looks like two teams are interested in getting a deal done, though they haven't said who those teams are. It's likely the Dolphins and another team.
1: I I I think the other team is the Vikings.
0: Yeah, you think they're that desperate to go out for a running back?
1: I I don't think that they believe a hundred percent in Alexander Madison, and I feel it like if they should. could get. It, listen, if you get a running back like Jonathan Taylor and you get him happy to be there, bro, like that opens up Jay Jettis and Jordan Addison so much. Yeah, because right now defenses are just preparing to just for the passing game. Yeah, you know a team that could really use a Jonathan Taylor? Who? Oh. Probably the fucking
0: Colts. They could really <laughs> use a Jonathan Taylor. It's too bad who's, they fucked that up.
1: Who's their running back right now? Probably Anthony Richardson. <laughs> Fuck, James Robinson might go to the Colts. Maybe. Let's see. Jeez. Right
0: now, uh, Zach Moss, who broke his arm a couple weeks ago, and Dion Jackson and Evan Holt.
1: Leon Jackson's good. Yeah? Where do you go that's to college? All gonna, that's all I'm going to say. Where do you go to college? What? You,
0: you know who he is? Where do you go to college? Duke. Okay. Because you're looking at his ESPN page right now.
1: Nah, I just knew, I knew he was a Blue Devil.
0: What about Evan Hole? Evan Hole? I have no fucking
1: idea. He went to Northwestern.
0: Round five. Okay.
1: I could care less about that kid. <laughs>
0: Why why would I care about him, Grayson? Why would you care about Dion Jackson? Last year he had thirteen carries. We saw some good things out of him. He only had fifty one yards. Like that's not crazy. Okay. For thirteen carries, I'll take fifty-one yards. All right, whatever.
1: Man, hey, shut up.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's move on to just the normal news. Josh Jacobs is returning to the Raiders with a revised one year contract. Not really surprised, but uh I think he might like, I think he has the opportunity to make fourteen million with incentives. Yeah. It's pretty good. Uh it's solid. Yeah. I'm glad he's back. I'm sure he's not happy, but he is back. <laughs> um Julian Edelman is joining Fox as an analyst for Fox Sunday kickoff. Pretty so excited. Good. Yeah. So good. Yeah. I think this is uh this is a Bill Belichick ploy.
1: Yeah, I, I mean He's I always be thought Edelman area. I always thought Edelman would be a good analyst. Yeah.
0: I I love his podcasts. Yeah. Um and like whenever he comes on uh part of my take, he's great. So I really like Edelman and like his personality when it comes to media. So he'll be an interesting one to have on there. And also a, a world series or not world series. <laughs> a Super Bowl MVP. uh, um, oh. and a multi time Super Bowl winner. Played wide receiver for one of the greatest dynasties in the NFL and caught passes from the greatest quarterback ever. So, he's got some stories to tell and he's got experience, so I'm sure he'll be great. Yeah, no doubt.
1: I love the uh the word blunders that we're having today. Yeah, I'm it's a struggle. Like, like you said Logert. Look, I got earlier. Yeah. He should have a jersey that says Logert now. That that'd be <clears throat> sick.
0: Alright, well you start you started us off wrong by saying <laughs> yeah. Rock and rock Load. load. <laughs> Look, I, I got an assignment that's due in three hours and it's a long assignment. I'm I'm struggling. It's it's, yeah. it's 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 got my head. But let's move on. The Falcons are working out former Patriots corner Malcolm Butler. Oh. I like it. Whether oh. he tried to retire and then came back or not,
1: I like it. Uh- I could use – I don't know why I said I could use. We could use the uh, the veteran experience at cornerback right now.
0: Yeah, I definitely agree, especially when your corners are Jeff Okuda and A.J. Terrell. I think you need some veteran uh, leadership there. Yeah.
1: I like it. I like it.
0: Um, and he, he knows how to win a Super Bowl, so. True, against the Falcons. Shut up. <laughs> don't think I'm happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> Um, like we said earlier, the Cardinals are not likely to activate Kyler off the pup list by the deadline, meaning that he'll miss the first four weeks of the season. And then Jonathan Gannon said they won't name a week one starter to keep the competitive advantage, which means I don't know who's better. Actually, it's probably I don't know who's worse uh, between those two, Clayton Toon and Josh Dobbs. So he's just going to throw somebody out there. Um, but It's got to be Josh Dobbs. Maybe. Just for the experience,
1: it's got to be him. But do they even want to win games?
0: No. Or do they just want to tank for...
1: Uh, get Caleb Williams, bro. Yeah, tank for Caleb. Yeah,
0: I think that's the play. But uh, this is a great news. Uh, the Vikings are looking to extend Jay Jettas before the season starts.
1: That'll be solid.
0: Yeah, dude. If they get that man paid before this year, holy
1: shit. He about to ball out.
0: Yeah, you' about to change the fucking contracts for wide receivers. <laughs> shit he's gonna give it paid fucking lamar jackson money
1: <laughs> he deserves it though so he
0: does man he deserves all the money they pay him so um hopefully they get something worked out but yeah. the next one is so so tough bucks offensive lineman ryan jensen appears to have suffered another season ending injury for the second year in a row
1: Man, that's brutal.
0: Yeah, it fucking sucks. And he was pretty emotional about it. Uh, He had a press conference. And, yeah, like, it's so hard to see because he is phenomenal.
1: Yeah, I mean, when you get injured the first time, you work so hard in rehab to get back to the level of play that you were at before you got hurt. Yeah. Just for it to happen again, man, it's just heartbreaking.
0: Yeah, it's just the worst. Um, So... Hopefully we get to see him this year. Hopefully he can he can come back quickly, but nonetheless, uh, I really wish that didn't happen. Yeah. But our final thing here for the NFL is that CJ Stroud has been confirmed as the week 1 starter for the Texans, meaning that Bryce Young, CJ Stroud and Anthony Richardson will all start week 1. Hmm. Sounds like three losses to me. Yeah, primarily the Panthers.
1: Yeah, Panthers about to get Rise off. up. Rise up, baby. Yes, sir. <laughs> Desmond Ritter is about to go like 8 for 10, and Bijan's <laughs> got to rush for 300 yards and th- four touchdowns.
0: <laughs> 8 for 10.
1: <laughs> We're about to see some Marcus Mariota shit
0: out of that. Well, if you think he's going 8-10, I'm definitely not drafting Kyle Pitts or Drake London this year in fantasy.
1: I, on, honestly, I'm not. I don't know. We'll see. The only the only way I'd be happy with uh, the passing game is if Taylor Heineke is that QB. Yeah, and he just lets Kyle Pitts run as far down the field as he can. And he just bombs
0: it. Yeah, which kind of sounds like a fun thing to watch. It might not be <laughs> successful. Yeah,
1: just have Drake London run down the left side, Kyle Pitts run down the middle, and Matt Collins run down the, the right side, and just throw Hail Marys every time. Fuck it. I'm down. You're going to work every once in a while. If we look really bad through, like, the first four games,
0: fuck it. Bring in Heineke. Yes, sir. All right. Let's get... Smith said that. Yeah. Look, he's there for a reason. He's not there to just sit and watch.
1: I I saw, like, an article where, like, he's given Ritter, like, four weeks to prove that he's the guy. And if not, they're going to look at Heineke. Good.
0: That's good. That's the right decision. But let's talk where all these guys came from. College football... It has officially begun, and I'm ready, man. I am so excited. And let's go ahead and talk about what happened last week, week zero. We had a couple of games, um, notably, uh, we'll start here, Notre Dame versus Navy in Ireland. Uh, It went just about how we expected, 42-3 to final score. Obviously, Notre Dame's the one that uh, scored 42. Um, <laughs> Sam Hartman looked fucking great. Nineteen yeah. for twenty three, two hundred fifty one yards, four touchdowns. I couldn't ask for more out of a a debut with Notre Dame for Sam Hartman.
1: Yeah, Notre Dame looks strong.
0: Yeah, the rushing game looked great. Audric Esteem, I believe is how you say it. Sixteen carries, ninety five yards and a touchdown. Jeremiah Love, four carries, forty yards. Good day of work.
1: That, that's solid. Yeah. There.
0: So, and the defense looked great. But then again, you know, Navy, new offense, just not, it just didn't match up right for them (laughs) at all. But not not much else to talk about with this one. Actually, let's talk about Sam Hartman, who has a necklace with his broken rib on it. What? Yeah. He had a rib that he had to get removed because it was, like, shattered. And... He took the pieces and put them on a necklace. Huh. I think that's that's just football guy shit. Like, there's no... Yeah. Nobody else is doing shit like that.
1: Yeah, that's solid.
0: Yeah. It's... I feel like that's a good way to just get in your opponent's head. Like, dude, that guy has his rib hanging from his neck.
1: Yeah, that's wild.
0: <laughs> yeah, crazy. Uh, But let's talk USC San Jose State. USC takes it 56-28, but it was a close one. Uh, USC was only up 21-14 at the half. They really pulled away with it in the third quarter, though, and uh, it was enough to get it done. Caleb Williams had a great performance, 18 for 25, 278, four touchdowns. Um, didn't see much out of him on the ground, which I'm not that surprised by, but... Eight carries, he had negative two yards, which I think counts sacks. I think that's how college works uh, for those stats. But still, I was hoping to see more out of Kayla Williams. Honestly,
1: yeah, I mean, it like it seems like the first half they were they were just running a lot. They tried to uh, implement a a strong running game, and as yeah. you could tell, that did not work. As that as against going going up against San Jose State.
0: Yeah, who had you're, a great running game.
1: Exactly. You you're up what would you say 20 21 14? Yeah, at the half. That's that's horrible. Yeah.
0: Like but Quali Conley, 6 carries, 108 yards.
1: Yeah, he had a long of 57.
0: Yeah, and then Siobhan Cordero, 10 carries, 52 yards. Like their run game was phenomenal. And USC just looked kind of flat in that first half.
1: Yeah, but no, then coming back from halftime, Caleb Williams looked like the Heisman Heisman winner we we know he is.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Was hoping to see a little more Mario Williams in this. He only had two receptions for 26 yards, but Taj Washington, two receptions, 85 yards, one of them being a 76-yard touchdown. Zachariah Branch, four receptions, 58 yards. He picked up a touchdown as well. So there's a ton of guys on this team. They got receptions in this one, and I like that from USC, spreading the ball around the field.
1: Yeah, and one of the wide receivers we were, we were high on, Dorian Singer, four receptions, 41 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah. I'll take it.
0: Yeah, uh, d- definitely. Uh, Brendan Rice, who uh, just, I believe, just transferred there. I could be wrong. Uh, yeah, just transferred there from uh, Colorado. Maybe that was the year before. Either way, he picked up a touchdown as well.
1: Yeah, solid work. So uh, Williams sharing the the love.
0: Yeah, so UFC off to kind of a rocky start. You know, outside of that second half, they did not look good. Really, outside of the third quarter, they were not the team they should have been against San Jose State. Yeah. So we'll see where the road takes them. But easily the best game of Week 0. Vandy... My aunt, or, uh, Oh, man, we're struggling today, Colin. Vandy, Hawaii. Vandy, Hawaii. Thank you. Um, A thriller. Vandy takes yes, it sir. 35-28, but <laughs> Hawaii certainly wasn't going to let them run away with it.
1: Yeah, but hey, listen, Vanderbilt's at the top of the SEC East right now. Yes, they are. Correct. The only time they will be there
0: this whole season. Probably yeah, uh, I'd have to assume that's the case. AJ Swan didn't look horrible. No, he really he wasn't that bad. Um, I like Hawaii's quarterback though. I know he threw two picks, but Braden Shager, three hundred and fifty one yards, three touchdowns. Yeah, pretty fucking good.
1: That's that's really good.
0: Yeah. Um. Yeah. Both these teams really passing oriented. The total rushing yards between the two uh, teams seventy nine. But, yeah, the passing game looked great. You had um, Pofeli Ashlock, seven receptions, 127 yards, and a touchdown for Hawaii. Stephen McBride, seven receptions, 98 yards for two touchdowns. Great games from them. For Vanderbilt, Jaden McGowan, six receptions, 72 yards. Will Shepard, six receptions, 68 yards, two touchdowns. Like, uh, Gamarian Carter, one reception, 41 yards. Lant uh, London Humphreys, one reception, thirty-two yards, touchdown. Like, this is good stuff out of both of these teams. It makes me pretty excited to watch these
1: offenses throughout the year. Yeah, um, I don't forget Jaden McGowan's ninety-seven-yard kickoff return. Yeah, in the first quarter. Yeah, so, so the leading
0: receiver and a kickoff return to the house.
1: Yeah, that that's some good shit right there. Yeah,
0: they uh both these teams look looked good. Maybe Vandy should have won by a lot more. But nonetheless, I think we're. I was pleasantly surprised by Hawaii's offense.
1: Yeah. I mean, hey, a win in college football, a win is a win. Yeah. Okay. So when you can start your season, especially when you're an SEC team with a win, you're heading in the right direction. Correct.
0: But and
1: never, never count out the Rainbow Warriors.
0: I was about to say, the Rainbow Warriors, man. I don't think they're the Rainbow Warriors anymore, though. I think they've gone away uh, from the Rainbow title. Have they? On no, you, no. On they, you, no they're, they're still the Rainbow Warriors. Still the Rainbow Warriors. Shout out. <laughs> um. All right. Let's get into our college football season predictions. We'll start off with our conference winners. Uh. So, Power 5. Let's start. SEC. Who's winning? It? I, I've been... All over the place, because I've changed my answer since just our preview happened. Yeah, as have I. So my winner is going to be Alabama. And so is mine. Yes, sir! I don't know what did it. I I really can't explain why. It's the video I sent you. No, it's not. I definitely didn't watch it. Um, Fuck me. But... There's just, I, I don't know what it is. I, lo- I love LSU's team this year. I love Tennessee, I love Georgia, I love Alabama. For some reason, Alabama just like, it, it works in my head because everybody was doubting them all summer yep. and, and all of a sudden the season's about to start and we're like, oh shit, Alabama's going to win the conference. Alabama's going to win the national championship. What the fuck? Like what even happened in these two weeks? Nothing. Nothing fucking happened to change exactly. anybody's mind. But
1: the media started talking, and I got fucking pulled in. We still we still don't have a quarterback right now. Yeah. Uh, we'll know by week two, honestly. We'll to see how we play against Texas, we will see. That's
0: true. Uh, how about Big Ten? Who's winning the Big Ten this year? Big Ten.
1: Uh, I I'm gonna go Michigan. Okay, I'm going to Ohio State. Mainly because
0: yeah. I think Penn State's going to beat Michigan in the regular season, really? and kind of throw their things off.
1: Okay, i mean, I just I, I like Michigan's offense this year.
0: All right, I really do. And then the Pac-12. Who's winning the Pac-12? What USC? Ah, come on, man. Washington. Really? Yeah, dude. You think Penix has got that dog in him, dude? I think Penix has got that dog in him. I think the rest of the players, like our Pac-12 preview, was chock full of Washington players.
1: Yeah, it was. But I, I think when the time comes, I think, I think USC is just gonna get it done. I don't know, man. I like Washington this year a lot. Okay.
0: ACC, I, I took Florida State. I can't go anywhere else.
1: See, that's where you're wrong, Grayson. Okay. Nah, I'm just fucking with you. It's Florida State. I was about
0: to say, if your ass says Clemson, you're out of your fucking mind.
1: Nah, give me Duke. Shut the fuck up. I'm just kidding. No, Florida State <laughs> all day, every day.
0: Good. And then uh, Big 12. Texas. Same. Are they back, Texas. though? Yeah, Texas is back. Oh, shit. He fucking Texas. said it. You hear that, Texas Carson? Back. You hear that, Carson? He did give
1: it. He raised. <laughs>
0: He said it. Texas is back. Horns down, though. Yes, sir. All right. Yeah. Heisman Final Four prediction. Who is sitting front row at the Heisman
1: ceremonies in New York? All right. I, I'm putting Caleb Williams back in there. Okay. Just I hitting as the well. top four. Okay. And then the thing is, I don't think it'll be all four quarterbacks. Okay. Uh, I honestly think Xavier Worthy is going to be in the top four as well. Interesting. Yeah. I, I think he's about to look like unstoppable this year. All right. And was going to be there. And then what is it? Uh, Harold Perkins. From LSU. Are you just that, picking four different positions? No, 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 no. I'm honestly not because my last one's a QB too. Okay. It would be insane if there is two quarterbacks, a wide
0: receiver, and a linebacker. Just, dude, listen to me, bro. Like, we talked about Harold Perkins. He's going to be great. I don't doubt that at all. Is he going to be at the
1: Heisman ceremony? No. I don't know. I I honestly, it was a toss-up, honestly, for me to put him in there, but I think he will. I don't think so. All right, and who's, then, your, who's your other quarterback? I'm going to throw Michael Penix in there.
0: All right. Yeah, my four, Caleb Williams, Michael Penix, Drake May, and Jordan Travis.
1: No SEC.
0: Okay. Fuck the SEC. Yeah. Good <laughs> list. All right, who's your winner out of that four? I think Caleb Williams is going to take it. Nah. It's, it's fucking back back. lame. Back to back. Jordan Travis. I don't think so. It's going to be fucking Jordan Travis. Really? You want to put money on it? I'll put money on it not being Caleb Williams.
1: No, no, no. You want to put money that it's Jordan Travis? Uh, You think I don't already have it? Come on now. Come on now. Caleb Williams back to back. Fuck no. Yes, sir.
0: Voters are smarter than that. (laughs) They know. I don't know. We'll see. All right. We will see. Who's making the college football playoff
1: in order? 4 to 1. In in order. Yep. 4 to 1. Yep. So, 4 Let me get Florida State at the 4. Yes, sir. Me too. All right. And then number 3 Number 3, give me USC. I have Georgia. I <laughs> Dude, I told you my my
0: idea of the SEC this season has entirely changed in the month since we've done the SEC preview. Okay, so I've got Georgia at three. All
1: right, I got I got Michigan at two. I got Ohio State at two. And I got Alabama at one. Me too. Okay, so one and four is going to be, we're going to see an Alabama versus Florida State matchup. Yes, a, re, a
0: rematch of the Chick-fil-A kickoff game where you guys injured fucking DeAndre Francois and ruined my life. <laughs> you subjected me to James Blackman for two fucking years.
1: That shit was so funny. Was ridiculous. Ah, uh,
0: but nonetheless, who's winning that matchup? One versus four. Oh, it's Alabama.
1: Okay, I agree. It'll be a good ass game. Unfortunately, I agree. I I think Alabama wins on a uh, like a game winning like touchdown drive. Yeah, I don't think it's gonna be like an easy win. No, it's Alabama. gonna be a good ass game. Yeah, uh, both both one and so this year. I think will be the best playoff matchups like in like the past five years. Well
0: good, because it's the last Final Four or the last four team playoff that we'll yeah. see. So maybe this, this arrow will go out with a bang. Uh who wins your two three matchup? You have Michigan USC, correct?
1: Yeah. I'm I'm going USC. Okay. Interesting. So we will we will see USC national championship.
0: Yeah, I think you're just objectively wrong. But um, my 2-3 matchup, Ohio State-Georgia, I think Georgia wins. And we see the, oh. the round three, Alabama versus Georgia.
1: <clears throat> we see Carson Beck versus whoever the fuck Alabama. Probably going to be Ty Simpson. Probably. It was, everyone's calling him the next Matt Jones of Alabama. Yeah. We'll and see. I'm scared. So, yeah, I'm
0: scared. Alabama, Georgia,
1: who wins? Or I guess yours is Alabama USC. Yeah, I'm taking you know I gotta say Crimson Tide to the house. Let's go. Unfortunately, I'm in the
0: same boat. I think Alabama
1: takes Georgia this time. And then they
0: two times in one season. Alabama back on top. Maybe. We'll see. You just said you just said it. Hey, I I'm not right. We don't know if any of this is right. We could have said every single thing that we just said in the past eight minutes that we've been doing this could be, could be wrong. Wrong. <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. So, Top four could be like LSU, Penn State, Texas, and lane. Tennessee. Yeah. It that'd, really be solid, that'd be a solid that would be that'd be a
0: weird ass. That would be a zero playoff. viewership playoff. Yeah. But nonetheless, that does it. Alabama's winning the title, confirmed by second and short. Mm-hmm. As much I'm as not I, biased, I swear. As much as I didn't want it to happen.
1: I'm not biased, I swear. Okay.
0: Whatever. You can <laughs> say that all you want. We're not going to fucking believe you. But let's do it. Let's get into college football week one. Let's pre-week. go. The real football starts this weekend. So excited. And let's start. Uh, you know what? We're going to talk about four games. I only have three games on here, but I forgot about Florida-Utah. Yes, sir. We have a rematch from last year's season opener. Last year it was in Gainesville. This year, in Utah, Salt Lake City at Rice-Eccles Stadium.
1: Utah is about a curb stop. Yeah. Florida.
0: I think Utah's going to beat the fucking brakes off of this Florida Especially
1: team. with the game being in Salt Lake City. Yeah,
0: and especially because
1: Graham Mertz is Florida's starting quarterback. Florida, I I I still believe that to this day Florida will be last in the SEC East. I don't know about last, but they're not going to be good. There's going to Vanderb- be a transition period. Vanderbilt's going to finish better than them. Yeah,
0: I'll, I'll give I'll give them this. Billy Napier is a good coach, mm-hmm. good recruiter. They're like a I think they have a top five recruiting class this year. Yeah. So, like that's good on them. Their team is going to suck this year. <laughs> One hundred percent. Um all right, Utah favorite six and a half, uh over under forty four and a half. What are you thinking there? You think you think Utah can cover a six and a half point spread? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, me too. Okay, over under forty four and a half. I don't know.
1: I'm gonna go over.
0: I'm gonna go under just because I think Utah is gonna hold Florida to so few points. Yeah. Like I see this game as like a like a 35, 35 seven, three. Yeah, 35-3, 35-7 type of game. Gonna I'm going to
1: go 28-14. Like I'm going to go 49-zip. Oh, damn. Yeah, I don't think Florida's going to score. All right.
0: Well, that does it. Utah's going to kick the shit out of Florida. But our matchup, and that one's on Thursday night, 8 p.m. on
1: ESPN. We got to do a matchup uh, on the, of the day for Friday before we get into Saturday.
0: Is there any good matchups on Friday?
1: You got Miami versus Miami, Ohio. Yeah, I'm good. You got Howard Louisville, versus Georgia Eastern Tech. Michigan. <laughs> you got Louisville versus Georgia Tech.
0: Whoa. Oh, Stanford I, versus Hawaii. Hawaii I'm going is going Rainbow to Warriors. kick the shit out of them, dude. I'm
1: going Rainbow Warriors. 100%. Oh, tickets as low as $29? Are you trying to fly out to Hawaii and go to the game? Uh No, I'm not trying to spend three fucking like
0: thousand dollars to go to Hawaii.
1: Bro, l- listen, so the Miami versus Miami, Ohio, the games down in Miami, Florida. Bro, they have tickets as cheap as seven dollars. Yeah. For that game. That is wild. I'm only going if Ben Roethlisberger is going.
0: <laughs> <laughs> All right. Let's talk about Saturday because that's what matters. And Sunday as well. The best day. Saturday. We've got a ton of great games, a ton of shitters. But let's start with the big one at noon. Colorado versus number 17 TCU. TCU is favored by 21 points.
1: I think TCU loses. I do too.
0: I think that line is absurd. It's moved down to 20.5.
1: Still, that's crazy. I think Dion comes out and they just start kicking some ass.
0: I don't know if it's gonna be like a blowout. But I, I think, think it's
1: gonna Colorado right, sorry, go
0: definitely has a chance to win. A 20 and a half point spread is like a how yeah. bad you think they're gonna beat them type of spread. Colorado
1: can be in this game. Yeah. Here, so I think I think Colorado's gonna be up fourteen to three going into half. Okay. And then TCU brings it back. So, like, 17-14, and then Colorado wins, Um, what did I say? I, what is it? twenty twenty one seventeen? 21 17 I think Colorado wins 21-17.
0: Okay. Yeah, I like that. Um, So, obviously, we don't think TCU covers the spread, but no. over under 64. 64? That's a big hill to climb. That's 42 for each team to push.
1: Yeah, it's, that's a big under.
0: Yeah, I, I think you have to take it. I know these are going to be two offenses that are just going to be throwing the ball and two defenses that probably don't care, but Colorado has good defensive players.
1: Like, Travis yeah. Hunter is so fucking good. Yeah. TCU's got some good corners, too. Yeah. So If anything, I, it's going to be the run game. Yeah, I, I think breaks you, it if open. you live
0: in a gambling state, smash that under. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh shit. So yeah, I I think, I think ultimately I maybe TCU does win. Personally, I think I've got them probably like I'm gonna say uh like a, a 38-35.
1: Okay, so you think it's going you think it's gonna be that high scoring?
0: Yeah, but not it's not gonna hit that over. Yeah. Uh, but let's get to Saturday night's game, a battle of the Carolinas, UNC. Versus South Carolina, UNC number twenty-one. Uh, last time I checked, they were favored by two and a half. Uh, they still are. So yeah, UNC is favored by two and a half. I think UNC takes it just off of Drake May.
1: Yeah, yeah. I so I agree. I agree. Yeah, I don't think Spencer Rattler is going to be able to hang.
0: Yeah, I, and I don't think he's going to have a good start to the season. Kind of, you know, yeah. per usual.
1: Yeah. You know, the first, like, three or four games, he just sucks. And then he starts to play a little bit better. And yeah. then at the end of the season versus those cupcake teams again, he starts, like, being the best quarterback in college football. And then everybody's like, oh, he's back. Yeah, he's like back. last year when he beat that cupcake team, Tennessee. Yeah, like, what? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck look, I think South Carolina can have an okay season. but This like- game's going to set the tone. Yeah, on how, like how well they play this game, and, and the
0: fact that North Carolina is only favored by two and a half is a testament to how good South Carolina can be because North yeah. Carolina is a good team. Yeah. So I, I ultimately, I I think I'm taking North Carolina probably by a touchdown, probably like a like a uh let's say twenty. No, let's go thirty-one, twenty-four. They both kicked I got. Right. I got like a. I got a
1: high flying offense for both sides. Okay. This game, so I'm going 45-42. All right. So UNC still covers the spread, but only by a half a
0: point. Yeah. All right. 7:30 p.m. on Sunday, Camping World Stadium. Game of the week. Yeah. LSU number five. LSU. Goes down to Orlando to face number eight Florida State, a team with the most All-Americans in college football. This is going to be such a game. Most players in ESPN's top one hundred preseason rankings. LSU is favored two and a half points, over under at fifty six. What's your predictions here, Colin?
1: I think Florida State's going to take it, but it's going to be it's going to be a fucking great game. Yeah. To watch and I, I think Florida State's gonna win by a touchdown.
0: I okay, yeah. I hope it doesn't end like last year because that I just about <laughs> shit myself. You wanted to, <laughs> I wanted to die until he missed that field goal. Yeah, like that was absurd. I, I can't do that to start the season this year. I'm fine with those down the road. Don't yeah, start the not... season like that, man. <laughs> yeah.
1: But no, what a what a what a game to kick off college football for week one. Yeah, I would have rather lost by a touchdown. Yeah, okay, we're not talking about that anymore. (laughs) We're talking about the great matchup that we have. Yeah. On a Sunday, Sunday night. Yeah, it's gonna be eighty eight degrees. After the kids are asleep getting ready for school. Oh no, wait, no, is is that Labor Day weekend? Yes, it is. All right, never mind. Kids aren't going to school. We're partying. (laughs) Oh school. this this is more important than school, okay? Because we're back. College football is back. Yes. All right. I don't think LSU covers
0: the spread. What's the spread? Two and a half. No, I don't think so. Um, I have to take Florida State. <laughs> I have to. You don't I, have to. I want to as well. Um, yeah. But I love what both of these teams have to offer on both sides of the ball. Hmm. I love the defenses. I love the offenses. I love both of those for Florida State a little bit more. But I, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go a pretty close one. I'm gonna say 27,
1: 24, Florida State. Okay. I like that. I had. I'm gonna go 28, 21. All right. So no field goals.
0: No, no field goals. All right. not like last year. Fair enough. Well, <laughs> uh, only other like notable matchup, I guess, would be Clemson Duke on Monday. Um, you know, everybody's gonna be watching it. So, I got one
1: matchup that could be a pretty good matchup. Yeah, and that's uh, Penn State West Virginia. Oh, I
0: thought you were gonna say Incarnate Word versus UTEP, but whatever. Why what, what, what the fuck,
1: right? <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's like that's like if I said FIU versus Maine, like I don't care. Maybe you should. All right, fine. Maybe there's I, the I next
0: maybe the next Brock Purdy is playing one of these matchups, man.
1: Yeah, the QB for UT Martin is just gonna shove it down Georgia's throat. Yeah, whatever. Rhode Island yeah. versus
0: Georgia State in Atlanta. <laughs> Seven bucks for a t- oh shit Kent State at UCF tickets as low as three dollars. Yeah, where's the
1: game at UCF? Yeah,
0: Orlando, Florida, baby.
1: You could go oh, can down, go- hit
0: the double feature. Pay three dollars to watch UCF play Kent State, and then the next day pay
1: $150 to watch Florida State and LSU play. Yeah. You can go to Ole Miss, watch Mercer play it play uh in Oxford for three bucks. There you go.
0: Five bucks. South Dakota versus Missouri in Missouri. Yeah, but
1: it's it's cheaper to go to Mercer versus Ole Miss than it is for <laughs> Robert Morris versus Air Force. <laughs>
0: What's cheaper than North Carolina A&T
1: At UAB Hey bro UAB's nasty Maybe what are, they, the, are they, what are they the trailblazers Yeah but they're like a dragon Yeah Sick as fuck
0: How about Tennessee yeah, State not- at Notre Dame
1: Yeah I'm rooting for Tennessee State <laughs> Alright
0: well uh, there's probably no other matchups worth talking about, so
1: no.
0: let's let's wrap this up with a uh, a good old stake your claim, Colin. What's on your mind?
1: Oh, dude, you ready for this? I guess we're we're keeping it in college football, and it's it has to do with the Heisman the Heisman winner, and I've already said it. Yep, I'm just gonna say it again. Caleb Williams will win it back-to-back years. Fair enough. Well, what's funny is
0: I wrote this before we even started the podcast, so I had no idea what you were going to say. I think Caleb Williams will far underperform his expectations
1: this season. Oh! Yeah. So we have a stake your claim that involves the same person without even knowing it. Yeah. (laughs) Is that a first? Um. I'm sure it's happened
0: before but look Caleb Williams just look, he's he's a great quarterback he'll probably still go number 1 next year but I just I don't know it's it's going to be hard to do what he did last year considering how good the Pac-12 is
1: yeah I don't know that's we'll we'll have to wait and see yeah but and we'll we'll break all this stuff down for you guys as we move on through the season.
0: Of course. And um the best way to keep up with everything is to follow us on all the social platforms. Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Uh join the Reddit. I, I can't ask enough to join the Reddit because <laughs> I I want it to have I want it to start. I really do. I just need some people to join up in there, start asking us questions. But Make sure you're following on all the, the podcast platforms as well. Apple, uh, Amazon, Spotify, subscribe on YouTube, like on YouTube, comment, uh, do whatever you'd like to show some support. But um and housekeeping, real quick. a little, little bit of housekeeping. Um the the clips on socials, uh, you've probably realized I haven't posted one in a couple of weeks. School year is a little busy so far. So it's pretty hard to take some time out to post some clips. Uh but I'll I'll try and get some out um especially with college football and NFL heating up. I know you guys want to see it. So um, yeah, uh I think that does it for us Colin. You ready for uh next week? We'll have a, an interesting episode there talking week 1 and week 2 of college football. And Bro. we'll be uh we'll be previewing Thursday night football.
1: Yes. I'm tight if you're a sports fan, this is the best time of the year. It
0: definitely is. So make sure so. you're paying attention, and uh, Colin will see you all next week. I will see you all Friday with Luke. We've got a uh, an eventful week for me and Luke. So we'll see you all later. Peace. Later.